1: listening to thoughts and theories on ORFM where i'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, tv shows and more. I'm Asha Alma-Asri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. I hope everyone's doing well on this Happy Waitangi Day. Everyone's just taking out, taking a chill day. Um, I know I am. I'm just chilling. I, um, have hopefully baked a cake by the time that this is. Um, let's hope my procrastination self doesn't procrastinate it any further uh because I've been wanting to bake a cake for a couple of days now and I should finally get my bum into gear and just do it uh but yes um I know you guys have been tuning in for the past few weeks to pre-recorded episodes um but this time I'm back on track with everything so hopefully the information I give you guys will be a little bit more updated and um yeah back onto the program I guess. Uh, But anyway on to what we're going to be talking about today which is bad boys and villains. I know I know it's kind of a cliche topic and it's a little bit cringe I guess depending on who's listening to this if it's not your cup of tea but I guess that's exactly why I want to talk about it. Bad boys and villains they are the peak of fiction. I feel like. They are the most popular trope. Every book girly or movie consumer, they always... They always end up rooting for the villain or the anti-hero, um, and we end up falling in love. I, I notice we end up falling in love with the villain more often than we do with the heroes. And whether that is from a teenage girl's perspective, and you're like, "Oh, bad boys are very cute. Uh, I want, I want in on that action," or you're just a you know like a regular person like um, consuming media and thinking, actually, the villain has got some pretty valid points and. Let let's be real. The villain is pretty badass, like <laughs> as it always goes with movies, T V shows or books or whatever form of fiction that you're consuming. It's always the villain that just seems to capture your heart, attention, or and um i like mind in some way shape or form and i kind of wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on that and analyze why is it that we are so enchanted by villains and bad boys what about them makes them so captivating to our senses and how can we repeat that formula in other books and movies, and can that be applied to real life, or is that a completely different scenario? So, yeah, that is what we're going to be talking about today, but before we get into all that, let's just establish some, like, peak top villains that we know and love today. The first villains that come into mind when I, you know, say villain is Loki from Marvel, or, um, what, what's his name? Um, the Joker, uh, who, what, what's his name? Heath Ledger? Is that his name? Hold on, I gotta got check this. Yes, uh, I was correct. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker, or I guess any Joker, really. I haven't really watched the new one by, um, oh God, what's his name? I'm really bad with actors' names. Um, Something Phoenix. Um, yeah, I haven't watched that one. And I'm I'm not really a fan of um, DC or like action movies in general. But you know, top. I I think that actually says something a lot. Actually, um, the fact that I haven't actually watched those Batman movies, but I'm still I still know of like Heath Ledger's Joker because he's just so iconic. So yeah, top villains that I can think of at the top of my head right now: uh, Loki, uh, Joker. oof, who else? <laughs> Megamind, I don't know. Don't know do you guys ever grow up watching those films i loved megamind and i'm so sad that you know we didn't get more of like an extended universe but you know whatever maybe i should just do like a whole dedicated episode on megamind because megamind was such an unappreciated gem and it's just like it was so it's so beloved and um it didn't do well when it was released and like I feel like I could write, like, a 20-page thesis on why Megamind deserved better and how more people should have appreciated it more. But anyway, anyway, I'm getting off track. But there are so many uh, beloved villains out there, even if I can't name uh, them all from the top of my head, um, and they, they all, I feel like, share a lot of things in common. They are charismatic, and they are generally... They've got like a some sort of backstory that you know makes our hearts like bleed a little bit, and you kind of feel like what they do isn't exactly justified, but you can understand them in a way that you wouldn't have without the backstory. But but that's the villain aspect, right? But and I'll focus on that on a, a little bit later on in the episode. But right now, I wanted because I feel like villains. Um, They fall more into the movie category. Though, like, we could still love villains in books. But I wanted to focus more on the books category under romance um, and the whole bad boy genre well, no, not a genre, it's a trope, right? Like, in the romance genre, there is the bad boy trope, right? Which is the guy who breaks the rules, you know, who doesn't always, like... Whether whether that's a high school romance where he's always getting detention and he's, like, a rebel and he smokes or whatever and he rides a motorcycle, I don't know if I'm going by the, you know, like, cliche plot lines, or it's more of a, like, bad boy in terms of, like, being an anti-hero in less of a slice of life or high school drama and more of like a fantasy type trope. I guess villain works better in fantasy terms, but bad boy works more in like, like real, not exactly realistic, but non-magical and kind of sit in the real world type vibes, right? But yeah, anyway, bad boys, now that we've established the difference, like I asked, why, why do we love them so much? What is it about them? Um, and how has that trope kind of deteriorated over time? Uh, because I feel like when people say bad boys, there are two first initial reactions. One is swooning, and is just like, oh, yes, I love bad boys. And the other one is, ugh, ew, gross. Why ever would you want that? And it isn't because you're not into the whole concept or idea of, you know, having a bad boy love interest in the book you're reading, but mainly because of how bad boys are kind of sold on like when you're reading it you know how they're portrayed because I swear to you a lot of authors are just not doing it right because what I'm looking for is a bad boy a good bad boy if you know what I mean. Not a bad boy who will kind of probably might kill me in my sleep bad boy. Like that's not that's what that's not what I want. I want a bad boy, not an abusive boy, please. There is a difference. Um, which I'll clarify now. Like I asked, what why do we love them so much? First thing that comes into mind is the fact that they're just thrilling. You know what I mean? Um they break the rules, something that you probably wouldn't generally do to your, in your day-to-day, and seeing someone else do it, and having that freedom that you don't have, but you kind of still covet, um, seeing that be executed, like, for example, um, let's say, uh, stealing stealing some soft-serve ice cream at, like, a fast-food restaurant, right? It's something that you kind of always consider to do. I know I have but you know you will never do it because stealing is bad but then you see this bad boy like strut up and do it and it's like kind of like a joke and he's a little bit of a joker and he does it for you and it's just like oh that's so dumb but it's so sweet when i say i want a bad boy who breaks the laws i'm not saying that i want him to like kill people for me though (laughs) though uh, that's that's a, that's another discussion, but it's, that's not what I'm saying. It's like it's not that I want him to kill people for me. I just want him to kind of do like silly stuff and that's not breaking the rule that, that's breaking the rules but not any important rules and kind of puts me first in a way those are the bad books that bad boys that i really love to read about because the whole the whole point in the like bad boy thing is you as the reader or as the main character of this story being told you feel appreciated in a way that you probably haven't felt before or in a way that you don't usually feel right good boys and bad boys bad boys i think there there's like a really common saying in like the world of fiction where it's just like um like the hero will choose the uh will choose the world to save whereas the villain will choose you to save that's n- that's not the saying i i don't remember the saying and i just i butchered that so hard what 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 is it um <laughs> Um the hero will save you oh god the hero will save the world instead of you no the villain <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of a mess I'm sorry but I think you guys still get what I'm saying the hero will save the world over you but the villain will sacrifice the world oh 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 I found it I found it I found it okay okay okay, okay. the <laughs> The hero will sacrifice his lover or her lover to save the world. However, the villain will save sacrifice Oh my god. I'm still not I'm still not doing that. Okay, no, I I did I'm determined to get this right. The hero will sacrifice you to save the world. However, the villain will sacrifice the world to save you. There it is. There it is. I did it. I did it. You know, we got there eventually. Well, we we got there eventually. We did we did it, guys. Uh, but yes, and there is so much. There is so much about that, right? Like good boys, generally, y- yes, you get the sense that they love you, right? um but the love that they show is generally depending on the storyline of course but generally they are a lot more reserved and it's like it's a normal sort of love and it's like it's not to say that normal love is bad and it's not to say that you're you're not a priority like um good boys they they're good boys for a reason they're good at doing what they they do so like they're a good boyfriend for you you know what i mean or uh, and like they they um that, I mean, like, they probably buy you flowers on Valentine's Day and they take you out to regular dates and they, you know, open the door for you and it's just like, oh, that's so... I feel so cherished. Like, that's that's so, that's so sweet of you. Um, but bad boys bring about a different sort of love when they do something that you know they're not supposed to do. Like, they break some sort of rule or whatever just for the sake of, you know being with you, you know? Like, like, they would risk getting in trouble because they love you so much. Like, they want to prioritize you over anything. Like, nothing, nothing will stop them from doing what they want for you, which is, like, that. that's, you can't, you cannot deny that that is a whole other appeal that just, doesn't that make you swoon a little bit? Like, I'm not saying it's as extreme as Romeo and Juliet, but you know how, like, the families forbid it, and it's just like, you know, no... in in this way, you're breaking... Like, your families say is law, right? In in um, Romeo and Juliet. It's, um... It's like, I break I break that rule, even though I care about my family's expectations so much, because I love you more than that, you know? I love you so much that I will break this rule. I love you so much that I will sacrifice like my good record. I'll I, I will I will go to jail for you, you know? I will kill for you. I will do all this for you. Like it's just like way to make a girl feel special. Like it's just it's so sweet. Like and good boys good boys they would never. They they wouldn't do that for you. Though that's like again, that's that isn't to say that they don't love you. They just show that their love is a safer love. And it's less thrilling, but it's stable. Whereas bad boys, their love is more... It's more enticing, you know? It's, it's exciting. Um, but it's, it's... It's not stable, definitely. Like, it's a little bit of a give and take with good boys and bad boys. But bad boys, they, not only do they make you feel like you're the priority, you feel like you are the gem and jewel of their eyes, you know? And the thrill of breaking rules, right? Even if you aren't the one doing it, when the bad boy does it, you are still complicit in, you know, whatever the quote unquote crime is. Um, and, like, that still, it still gives, you can kind of have, like, a secondhand sort of joy and thrill off of this because you know you are kind of the reason or the cause of this rule breaking behavior. And it's, like, it's as thrilling as, you know, um, eloping, um, you know, to the sunset, and, like, driving through the wilderness with a roofless, uh, car, and your hair's, like, billowing in the wind, and it's just free, it's exciting, and it's, it's like, you live in the moment, you only live once, sort of vibe, And, and that, that is the bad boy I have always loved reading. That is always, that has always been, like, one of my top tropes and it's just it's so amazing like it's it's so good when it's executed right and I honestly just adore it to pieces and again the bad boy trope can be done in like like certain ways depending on the genre and the story that you tell because bad boys can kind of veer into villains um, depending on the story, because the stakes become higher, like, if it's, like I said, if it's a high school romance, I, like, what I can expect from bad boys, like, the worst rule that you can break is probably, like, going against your parents' wishes, or, like, stealing sunglasses from the mall, um, but, like, nothing, nothing, I know, again, sorry for the background noise, um, there's, like, I live next to a highway, and it's just, yeah, apologies but anyway yeah um that's that's the worst that i can expect you from to do but like it like let's say bad boys from mafia romances or like you know crime syndicate or something like that like you're from opposing families and like you guys literally like kill for a living and stuff but and it's giving like romeo and juliet and stuff you know what i mean like th- that that is also that is also a good like trope that i like um and the stakes are higher and bad boys obviously are generally in the realm of like enemies to lovers sort of vibe, um, and you know that's 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 good. Um, though these days, enemies to lovers isn't really my top like trope. I don't like how a lot of popular like the t- you know book talk right. There's like a lot of like enemies to lovers recommendations on there, and I honestly, personally, just personally, I don't like the way it's done, and I'll I'll get more into that a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I, I don't really like how that's done, um, but yeah, no, th- those are bad boys, I love them, yes, tick, 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 however, as much as I love bad boys, I can see why it has such a terrible rip, because, like I said, there are two reactions, initial reactions you have when, you know, talking about bad boys, one is you're swooning, yes, I would love a bad boy romance like that is sweet. That is awesome, amazing. However, the other side is ew, gross. No, because why would you want such a like trash man to like look after you? Because he's not gonna look after you. You're not gonna make. He's not gonna make you a priority. He's just gonna fling you around like a yo yo. And to that, I have to say, fair enough. Honestly, that's totally fair enough. Because when I like bad boys, is such a it's such a broad. Broad term, you know, um, because there's good bad boys, which is the one that I was previously talking. There are the bad boys who are still good people, but in the eyes of the law, not necessarily. However, at heart, they are still good people, even if they are imperfect. However, like bad bad boys, as in like abusive bad boys, is like not only they might be a good person in standing of the law, or they might not be, but either way they're like a terrible person at heart and more often than not in enemies to love is or like you know these you know abusive bad boys when they're portrayed that they're unfortunately the most common portrayal of this bad boy and it's it it really it really peeves me because are you telling me this is what you're selling like this is is this what i'm supposed to be attracted to no wonder why a lot of young people get into toxic relationships because this is what this is what we're being fed as like the good bad boy but it's not the like bad boys is kind of such a delicate thing to write about because you can so easily make this bad boy really toxic like yeah sure bad boys generally have baggage and they have like a tragic backstory but that doesn't kind that doesn't excuse them from being a crappy lover to you you know and most of the time even if they don't hit you they are borderline or just straight over the line emotionally abusive You know, they come back and forth, they come back and forth, like, and, like, they hurt you verbally in, like, calling you names, and when I say you, obviously I'm speaking second person, but this you person is the main character, which, of, like, this book, TV series, or whatever. Yeah, like, they are verbally abusive, um, and then, like, they go away and sulk and be broody for a little bit, and then they come back, and they're like, I'm so sorry, I love you so much, and, like, you are the one for me, and then some little you know, a little, like, um, stubble, stubble, no, a little pibble in their relationship goes, like, makes their, um, trip Ori, and then suddenly he's back to being like, oh my god, no, you should get away from me, I'm not good for you, go away, and then comes back and like, no, don't, don't go away, I love you so much, like, I hate it so much, because in those tropes, there's always... There's always the whole jealousy trope, right? It There's, like... There's, it, in some way, shape, or form... When it's done like this, there's always gonna be a situation where... It, like, it's always an on-and-off, on-again, off-again sort of relationship, right? And then... When they talk, like, they, they're, like, in this, like, limbo, like, the villain or, like, the bad boy and the main character are in this sort of limbo thing where they're kind of together, but they're not because they had a huge fight, and they're like, fine, they don't st- strictly say that they've broken up, but, you know, that's the kind of the agreement that they go, and then the main character goes, fine, fine, I'll actually listen to your advice, and, yeah, go, like, sc- like if off, do your thing, I'm going to find someone else at, like, the club, at my school, at my work, or whatever. And, you know, and this guy's, like, generally just a really nice guy. And, you know, wants, um, you know, to pursue something more. And then suddenly, suddenly the bad guy comes, like, the bad boy comes in and he, like, is, you know, raging like a bull. And he's just like, get your hands off of her, she's mine, and stuff like that. Like, bro, bro, get your hands off of me. Please, You're the one who told me that you didn't want me, and now you're, like, now you're saying you want me. Like, pick a side, bro. Pick a side. I know I'm making it really simple, because in, like, in stories, it's kind of, like, a lot more complicated than that, because characters aren't two-dimensional, but but like and and again i know a lot of people like that trope but i find it infuriating like it's genuinely so annoying because it's just like can you not just speak properly can you not communicate like normal adults like you guys are in your 30s act like it. Please. If it was a high school romance, i I give it a little bit more of a like a leeway because, you know, 16, 17, like, a lot of dramatic stuff happens at that age. It's fine. But when you're in your 30s, can you stop acting like a man-child and actually explain your emotions? Tell me what you want from this relationship and get on with it. Because I'm in my 30s, I want to get married, and I'm not waiting for you. If, you're, if you've got crap to, like, deal with personally, then deal with it. D- and, like, Decide if you want me to be there by your side while you deal with it, or you can do so alone. Don't just like pull me back and push me away like that. Like, I deserve better than this. And what always pissed me oh, <laughs> what, I'm sorry, what always peeves me off with um, these sorts of situations is that, like, me as the reader is just like, girl, you deserve better than this. I deserve better than this. But the female character the main character of the book or the movie or whatever is always just like is so distraught and is so like oh my god how do I get him back oh my god like this is so terrible and I want to get away from him but I can't girl shut your shut your mouth walk away from his apartment block his number and just it's oh my god oh my god anyway I, I'm sorry <laughs> it's, I get so hundies about it But, like, emotional, again, like, emotional abuse is, like, not even, is, like, you know, the lightest thing that you can come off with, with, you know, bad boys done wrong, you know? Um, because generally, it's a lot worse than that. Like, you, and, like, obviously, I'm not saying how, like, you get into one argument and suddenly it's emotional abuse. Like, obviously, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, like, it's emotional abuse when it's constantly like that and like he kind of holds he or she whoever like is the bad person in this relationship like they always hold the cards you know and they loom it over you gaslight you and do whatever and it's just like girl get out of that relationship it's and again it's i i say it like obviously it's not so easy in real life but in books i'm here to like the bad boy like he this is supposed to be in game right this is the pairing that we're supposed to root for right now the only thing i'm rooting for is like the second male lead to deck deck him in the mouth so like author you need to do a better job at selling me this bad boy and why i should like him because right now after after this conflict like i really i really i really don't buy it and especially oh my god especially if the bad boy somehow like cheats or like involves another woman or other person in this like situation like bro please don't like this is a train wreck just by yourselves like you two are a train wreck just the two of you do not add another person I think I think it actually I think it actually speaks a lot for the author's skill to be able to create tension and problems within a relationship Without involving a third, without involving, like, a third person, you know? A romance needs, like, a, a romance doesn't need, like, a third, like, it doesn't need a love triangle. And if you do really want one, it's gotta, it's, you need to be, you need to have finesse. You gotta, you just gotta sprinkle it in there. Don't make it the main thing. Like, people can get divorced, can get broken up without having another woman or another man involved. like money is always an issue. Maybe long distance or, like, um, family approval or maybe, like, your kid um, doesn't... something about children or family or, like, it doesn't matter. There's so many ways for you to rich, like, make the plot more richer without involving some two-dimensional third character that is obviously just used as a plotting device and not an actual fully fleshed character like i get like authors trust me we know we know when you put a character in there just for the sake of moving the plot along because and it's it's just so obvious like it's like it's oh please just don't that's just what i'm saying don't like there is there is a fine line between a good bad boy the one who makes you feel like the priority. The one who will still loves you. And I'm not saying, like, the good bad boy, like, there isn't problems within that relationship. Again, like, you could still be two people made for each other and still argue. Like, any healthy relationship argues. Like And plus, it would be boring without arguments. I'm just saying. There is a very fine line that authors kind of dance across when it comes to good bad boys... And terrible, terrible, terrible bad boys, and it, I just feel like some authors are like, they think they're selling you the first option, but what you end up getting is is the second option, which is like, the bad the bad boy from the sewers kind of vibe. Like, no, no, thank you. I want that's not that's not what I paid for, but you know, thanks, I guess, and like. It's easier to distinguish these fine lines when it's, you know, set in a more realistic setting. Um, And by more realistic setting, I mean, like, like I said, high school, college, or work, romance, or like adult, I don't know, just, there's no magic, there's like, there's nothing extraterrestrial, you know what I mean? Or nothing like, I, th- I guess more realistic, even, like, because, um, like I said, like, mafia romances, like, crime syndicate stuff, like, that's underground stuff, like, that's, that's a thing as well, even though there's no extraterrestrial stuff that's still not, that's still out of, like, not realistic, you know what I mean? And this, like I said, this is a very fine line to walk when these non-realistic situations come into play, right? Like, um, it's a little bit more obvious to distinguish between the two of them when it's realistic sitting however when like you know unrealistic sitting uh pops in like like i said the crimson kit or assassins or whatever or like fantasy and like you know guys with wings and like prophecy and dystopian and stuff like those are different and i say they're a fine line to cross because in those instances good guys and bad guys you can't really tell the difference because the things that they would do is something that you wouldn't do in day to day life, anyway. Murder, killing someone, is just is just, it's just a thing that you do, right, to survive, right? And like you know, murdering, assassinating, or like you know, trying to get rid of a corrupt government or whatever, like that's that's just that's the that's the norm, that's the regular, right? So when these weapons are put into play suddenly <laughs> suddenly we're all colorblind and red flags throughout go like go out the window because technically every every person in this non-realistic setting is a walking red flag it's just some flags are redder than others you just need to find a nice pink one you know what i mean but like without fail the male lead is always the reddest flag, and the female leads spoons for it, Um, which is fine, but in most cases, it's not fine, (laughs) because realistically, that's just, it doesn't work, and like, again, we're reading books and watching movies and stuff to escape from reality, and just, we don't want realism, which is fine, because I don't want realism either, but even with this fantastical element involved, even with throwing realism away there is still the sense that we as the readers are still wanting to root for this relationship. How am I going to root for this relationship when you as a love interest is a walking sociopathic risk to the main character? Because it's just like, like, do, do we find, are we supposed to find this attractive? Like, yes. Um, yes. Kill my enemies for me, please. That's, actually adorable like like for people who don't read or consume fiction in any way you'll probably be really confused by this sentence but like yes i will swoon if he you know kills a guy like literally kills a guy because you know this person like slighted this uh woman in any way maybe like trying to advance on her unconsensually or you know you know screwed her over in some sort of way like yes if you tell me that he killed that guy for her I will swoon like that is oh that's so sweet that is I love that but if you if you're telling me that he kills this guy simply because that other guy was just just looking at the main character that's not something that's 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 not it I don't that's not what I want. That's, uh, creepy. Uh, that's, please, no. That's go to jail. Uh, that's also restraining order, please. <laughs> um. oh <my> God. sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm getting a little too involved, uh, too deep in the bad boy, good bad boy and the bad, abusive bad boy, um, And I haven't even touched villains yet. Um, And I don't actually know if I'll have time. But yeah, hopefully I'll have time to um, deal with uh, villains in the second half of this episode. But for now, vibe to Black Bear's hot girl bummer. (laughs) Um, And uh, I'll see you guys in a wee bit.
0: Forget you and you and you. I hate your friends and they hate me. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. This that hot girl by my anthem, turn it up and throw attention. This that hot girl by my anthem, turn it up and throw a tantrum. This that throw up in your Birken bag, hook up with someone random. This that social awkward suicide that by your lips and by your likes. I swear she had a man, but hit different when it's Thursday night. That college drop out. My Every day like that, she be too thick And my friends are all annoying But we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid this the 10K on the table Just so we can be secluded And the pocket came diluted One more line, I'm superhuman For you, and you, and you I hate your friends And they hate me too I'm through, I'm through, I'm through This the hot girl on my anthem Turn it up and throw attention For you, and you you and throw a tantrum. this the hot girl two-step they can't box me in i'm two left this that drip is more like oceans they can't fit me in a trojan out of pocket but i'm always in my bag yeah that's the slogan this the who's all there i'm pulling up with an emo chick that's broken this that college drop that music every day like that she be too thick and my friends are all annoying but we go dumb yeah we go stupid this the 10k on the table just superhuman for you and you and you i hate your friends and they hate me too i'm through i'm through i'm through It's that hot girl by my anthem turn it up and throw attention for you and you Every day like day, she be too thick And my friends are all annoying But we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid This the college dropout music Every day like day, she be too thick And my friends are all annoying But we go dumb, yeah, we go stupid We go stupid, we go stupid, we go And you want me to change? Forget you. Turn it up and throw
1: Welcome back. Um I hope you guys enjoy that song. I actually really do like a lot of Black Bears music and I didn't realize that a lot of songs I listen to are actually by him. So I hope you guys were into that as well. Um, but yes, now that I'm a little bit more calm um, and I've recollected myself uh, let's let's recap so, good bad boys, yes all for it of uh, bad boys, no I don't like it, and unfortunately that is the more common type of bad boy that we see um, in fiction um, and um, that fine line between those two types of bad boys just gets thinner and blurrier um, as the genre that you're consuming becomes darker, if you know what I mean. Um, if you guys are, if, whoever's listening, if you are, like, a regular book consumer, you will obviously know the difference between a dark romance and a forbidden romance and a, uh, forbidden romance. And I say forbidden in italics. They're, um, italics? Italics? I don't know how to say that. But, you know, the slanted writing. (laughs) Um, obviously, dark romance is generally, like, mafia, like, crime syndicate type vibe, right? And forbidden romance, it can generally be, you know, um, Romeo and Juliet type vibes. Like, you're not supposed to love one another in, like, some sort of way. But then there's, like, the genuine dark like pitch black like the void forbidden romance where it's just like it's just not legal like it's illegal um yet people still really like it i I was watching this tiktok video um of this girl amina she was she was talking about this exact thing actually and she was saying how like um how the how the forbidden romance like she came across this book and the book was the summary or something was just like he loved me before I could even learn how to walk. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. <laughs> what? Say that again, please. Uh because I don't think I heard you correctly. What do you mean? You didn't know how to He was you didn't know how to he, what? Like no. I'll I reiterate I reiterate what she said in that TikTok which is um obviously, I guess, read whatever you want, but also, like, please stay away from me and my loved ones, and, um, you kind of shouldn't have access to reading materials, a laptop, phone, or just paper, okay, like, anything like that, like, I, I wouldn't even give you a stone tablet to write anything with, um, that author person, whoever wrote that, that was crazy that is crazy because that is illegal and just not okay and yet it i don't know how that got published but it did but i guess if a book like that can do well then it really it really you know tells good things about what i could do if i ever decide to actually write a book (laughs) but anyway enough of that um i promised you guys that i'd talk about villains eventually and i will i finally i've gone to villains like i said one of the top villains that we, you know, like, Loki, Heath Ledger, Megamind, Loki, Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger's a guy, no, um, Joker, Megamind, and I still have yet to think of more villains, um, but yes, villains, um, like, even, even in Marvel, I'm trying to think of Marvel villains, but even in Marvel, I can't think of any other villain, um, yeah, anyway, why do we love them over the hero? Because, like, obviously, the hero, like, saves the world. Um, and they are the ones who are, like, you know, portrayed as the perfect man. Um, like, you're supposed to love him uh, because he's perfect. Um, or flawed, I don't know. But, like, you 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 know, that that's the person that you're trying to sell to us. However, why is it that a lot more often... A lot of fans tend to veer towards the villain side. On one side, it could be that, obviously, like, um, it could just be the ideologies, um, like, the, you actually do support the ideology of the villain. And I really do love when fiction does that, when it makes you as the reader, viewer, um, or consumer makes you conflicted on your life choices and um actually yes i want i i want recommendations if anyone's got any books like those where it's like it actually makes you conflicted about who you are as a person and if you really are a good person like on you like it makes you feel conflicted on whether you should support the good guy or the bad guy and you tend to lean towards more to the bad guy and you question yourself like am i a bad person? Like, why do I agree with what the villain is saying? Like, I love... I love it when they make you question your own ideologies and, like, three worldviews. You know? (laughs) That's... That's awesome. But if... If it's not the ideology, if we cross that aside, it's generally the backstory. We love to sympathize. We love to sympathize with the villains and, um, make... It just... It just... We as humans naturally are very emotional. And we always we connect to every little thing. Like, you guys don't find it odd at all that we get so emotional when a character in a piece of fiction dies. And we feel genuine, real-life grief over this. And when you really think about it, it's just pixels on a screen or ink on paper. We feel sad when when our old like our old toy gets broken when you could just buy a new one but it's not the same it's the same model but it's not it's not your old toy it's not the same one we get sentimental over literally anything 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 whether that is animate or inanimate okay and that's a whole other topic which you know i could go on for hours and hours but we don't have time for that so Especially when when, when a character has a tough backstory. Everyone has a bleeding heart. We're all like, oh, that sucks. Like, oh, I get it. I get it. But it's not to say, like, then you, like, question, right? Oh, but, like, heroes generally have sad backstories as well. Why, Why is it that we still veer towards the villain and not the hero? Well, what I have to say about that is the fact that villains are flawed. I can already hear someone say, well, heroes are flawed, too. Well, that's why they're, like, they've got that whole, like, conflict thing. You know, they're growing up. They're not perfect. They're coming into their powers, and they realize they're not actually as powerful as they think and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. Great. Um, I'm not saying that they're not flawed. But with heroes, you know, you know, with the formula that you are always being shoved, you know the hero will always come out on top. No matter what, they will always choose the moral path. However, villains, obviously you already know, villains choose the path that isn't moral because they give in to the emotions and circumstances that their life had set them on. Why do we love them for that? It's because we relate to them. We as humans love relating to things. And villains are generally a reflection of what humans really are like. Heroes are the idealized version. Like di- heroes are what we think we would like to be if we were ever put in a situation like that. If we were ever given superhero, uh, if we were ever given superpowers, we would like to think that we would become the hero. However, more often than not, if we were actually given superpowers if we were actually going through the situations and trauma that these characters do in these fiction 80% of us will turn out the villain i know i would i am such a weak child i cry so easily like i said i cry over inks on a page i cry over a picture of a dead dog like it's it doesn't take much honest these villains and heroes, they go through trauma, they go through backlash, their parents are dead, their family was taken away from them, and it's like, like, say less, like, I don't need to go through all that to push me to the bad side, like, it's, it's terrible for me to say, but I'm kind of, and I wish, I wish that wasn't true, but I'm realistic with how, with how I am as a human being, I genuinely don't think, truly, I would be a good person if I were ever granted these powers, which is why, I which is why I believe we ne- we don't have these powers. Like, it would be sick, but it, like I, like I said, a lot of the time people will turn bad for it. So the world would just be like a huge like Gotham City side of, sort of vibe. Like this is why I love parallels between the hero and villain. Like for example, in Naruto uh, with Naruto and um, Obito. They are pretty much the exact same, but they took two different paths. And with uh, Harry Potter and Voldemort, they are the exact same, but they took two different paths. It could, it just, it's like, they were walking on a fine line and they fell on two different sides. But it could have so easily been the exact opposite. You know what I mean? And it's just, wouldn't that have been, that's just so great, that's so fantastic. So, we love villains because I feel like they're generally a lot more fleshed out they are so flawed, they are so imperfect, and they're so emotional, they're so angry at the world for whatever reason, or they're so greedy, and, and, like, you kind of think, well, I'll be damned. Crap, because why do I, why do I kind of agree with that? Why do I feel like if I was in your exact situation, I would do the exact same? Villains are more realistic. And that appeals to our inner wounded child. It's cathartic to see them do the things that you in another world probably would have done. You know what I mean? Like, in real life, you always have to kind of, like, rein in your anger. And, like, obviously you never actually do it. But, like, you know when you're, like, so angry and you're arguing with another person and you kind of just wish you could just slap them in the face and you know show them their place and it's just like no you listen to me like that obviously that's like your inner demons like listening to like whispering to you yes do it give to the anger more often than not you don't give into that anger because everyone like most people has control like control over that side of themselves and it's just intrusive thoughts. Well in fiction, the villains do give in to those intrusive thoughts and obviously that's not good they're a re- they're a villain for a reason but you get it you've kind of been there. And, like, seeing them do what you c- couldn't have done, it's kind of a great scene. And, like, obviously, as well, seeing them fail is also great because you know, like, good triumphs over evil. But at the same time, I don't know, it's just even knowing that the person that you kind of relate to, even seeing them fail, it doesn't really make you that upset because just seeing it on the screen visualized is enough to validate how you felt all those years ago, or how you are feeling if that is what you're going through right now. In fiction, they tend to take real-life problems and exaggerate it into a proportion that is so dramatic that you, as the consumer, would do exactly that and consume the content. But the baseline is still the same, you know, like, it's still the same issue, like, it, like, let's say, like, neglect or whatever, like, let's say you had, like, a really, like, neglectful father or something, so seeing, seeing this villain kind of stick it to their father is just like, whoa, yes, I feel for that, and then the villain gets, like, you know, defeated or whatever, but still, just seeing, just seeing the villain stick to their, like, stick it to their father's face that's kind of, like, enough to, you know, make you feel better about you having not done it yourself, you know? Because in that moment, in that scene, you are that villain, and that villain, that villain father was your father. And, like, that is just the example um, of, like, catharsisism. You know, uh, putting yourself into the shoes of others and seeing them carry out an action or a situation that you could have never, like, really done. Um, But it still makes you feel secondhand relief and joy and whatever. And generally as well, with villains, they're just so cool. Like, they're so flashy and they're just such a vibe. They're so charismatic. They tend to draw out their points and they're so, like, good-looking um, and they're so confident in themselves. With the hero, you see their journey. You see them go from, like, like let's say with Spider-Man. You see them go from this weak, asthmatic kid to a heroic, flawed, but heroic, lawful figure who will save the world. However, the villain, you kind of just, you see the villain as a superhero sees it. You don't see their flaws until after you get to know them. That is the difference, right? With heroes, you see their progression. You see them go from, th- uh, like, you know, point A to point C. And they're, like, they're so OP by the time you get then you're there for the journey. And that's, I'm not saying that's, like, I'm not saying that that's, like, any less bad. That's not, like, any less joyful. But it's just a different sort of joy, right? And with villains, you see them at their peak first. And then you defeat them and then you go into flashbacks, then you see what makes that character tick, and it's, um, it's a reverse puzzle, and it's just, it, it just, itches my brain in the right way, like, I love it, it's like, like, for example, in Harry Potter, Voldemort, he who must been, who must not be named, you know who, Voldemort, Tom Marvolo Riddle, he, like, he is just so, like, you are first introduced to him, and he is the most feared, he is such a feared villain, He was so feared... No one could even... Speak his name... Without... Peeing themselves... He was so... He like... Like scarred the entire... Britain... Wizard world... But then like... You get to know him... As like the... Like what's it... The seventh... The fifth, sixth books come out... Or movies... And then you get to go through like the... The memories of tom riddle's childhood and you get to know him and he was like a wounded child and that is not to say that he was like you justify what he did he was still a genocidal maniac but you understood that the circumstances of his childhood shaped who he became today and that understanding shifts your opinion a lot because there are villains that you hate and there are villains that you love Voldemort is a type of villain that... And I'll go on a separate thing, uh, like a Harry Potter... Like a whole episode dedicated to Harry Potter... But right now it's just, like, an example. Voldemort is the type of villain that you love. And, like, Joker, he's the type of villain that you love. Because he's all about, like... Well, what is it? It's not revolution. It's, like, rebellion and, like, kind of, like, doing whatever you want. But also, like, overthrowing the unfair, like, government. And, like, how it's, like... How it's, like, we, the people, are better than what a lot of normal people think us casticides are, you know? Um but then there are villains that you just genuinely genuinely, genuinely hate because they are cruel people to the like for the sake of being cruel, right? And like what what I can think of is, like I know a lot of people hated Umbrage from Harry Potter because she was just she was just mean and she was just an abomination. Um and she wasn't even the main villain, like, which is so funny. But, like, there are some villains who were just so evil. And they are just so... They're so cruel for the sake of being cruel. And the people who I can think of right now are just generally, like, people in real life. Um, which, you know, segues perfectly into how I'm gonna end this episode, as per usual. Um, Trying to bring awareness to what's happening right now in Palestine... Um, still boycott Starbucks, Disney, and McDonald's keep doing that, and just uh, straight out, just keep shaming people who are unaware and still choose to be ignorant of the situation that's happening, which is the genocide in Gaza. Lives are being lost, people are being murdered because someone decided to take someone else's land, which is so trash if you don't if you still don't know what's going on right now your line you know what's going on and it's just such an easy excuse to say well it's not my place to say um it's just the situation is a lot more complicated and i'm not educated on this well then educate yourself it's not complicated palestine is being occupied right now lives are being lost innocent lives are being lost because israel wants to steal the palestinian land That's as simple as it can get okay I have a video uh, from TikTok, um, which I'll play the audio for. Who, like, explains things so much better than I could have, and um, it's from uh, like her at is dumb birch tree, which is cute, hilarious, I love it. Um, but her username is Isabel and um she her page has been awesome in like you know bringing a lot of awareness to um what's happening in palestine and stuff and there's this one video that i wanted to bring attention to you guys uh because it's actually freaking crazy um and um she in the video she mentions she keeps saying yesterday and stuff um well the timeline about just over a week ago um so when she says yesterday it's not our it's not our yesterday it was like about a week ago Um, So, yes,
2: take a listen. So just so we're all 100% on the same page here, the literal same day that the highest court in the UN rules that there is plausible evidence, there is enough evidence, there is sufficient evidence that Israel are committing acts of genocide, the UK, Canada, the USA and Australia cut all of their funding to a UN relief agency in Gaza. They have apparently accused this UN relief agency of at least seven workers being involved on October 7th so have unilaterally paused funding until an investigation comes about. Not only have at least 133 UN workers died because Israel keeps opening fire on UN schools and UN hospitals, but they have accused the UN of working for Hamas. They have accused South Africa of working for Hamas. The ICJ literally said, you cannot continue to kill this protected group and you have to ensure that humanitarian aid and assistance is getting in. And the European Union sent out a statement yesterday saying we have to ensure that we uphold these provisions. We are all bounded by this being of the United Nations. And the same day, the US, the UK, Canada and Australia cut funding to this agency, which is essentially acting as like de facto government at this point, because they're the only people with the capabilities to like facilitate aid, not only in Gaza, but also in the West Bank. And this is just fundamentally insane to me for so many reasons, but firstly, we clearly can take action when we see or hear or have allegations of war crimes. Why can't we do the same with Israel? We literally watched video footage of them killing a civilian waving a white flag on <makes noise> ITV. And Rishi Sunak and Kistama are like, oh, like can't, can't have judgment. These UN workers, seven of them, by the way, of the 30,000 people employed by this agency are apparently involved in October 7th. Suddenly four different countries can cut all of their funding for this vital organization. The same day that the ICJ rule that Israel might be committing a genocide. This is the most retaliatory like nasty like I, I don't I don't even know what to say. This is so cruel. This feels like a direct response to the ruling. this this is like heinous. Literally because of the ICJ's ruling, all nations should have stopped funding Israel yesterday. You are now complicit because you are funding Israel because Israel have plausible cause of committing a genocide. That should have stopped them. this this is insane. Thank you all for joining me today on
1: thoughts and theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.